I want to welcome you to week 19 of our look through the book of Matthew. Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and that means we're in Matthew chapter 17 today. You might remember we took a couple of extra weeks on some of the chapters. Day one of chapter 17, and in this day, we're going we're gonna to have a mountaintop experience with Jesus. You might know what a mountaintop experience is. It's a spiritual high. It's a time when you connect with God or others in a special way. Sometimes it happens on a retreat. Sometimes it happens on a literal mountaintop. Other times at the beach. Sometimes at the church. It's a time when God reveals or magnifies his vision for your life. And here at the beginning of chapter 17, the disciples have a mountaintop experience with Jesus to top all other mountaintop experiences. Listen to what happens in the first eight verses. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before him Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. What an experience, this Mount of Transfiguration experience. And there's a lot of different ways we could look at it. I'd like to look at it in terms of the people that were there. Who was there on this mountaintop? Well, first we see Moses and Elijah were there. Now, how did God bring Moses and Elijah to be there on that mountaintop? And how did the disciples recognize them, by the way? They didn't have old Sunday school books that had pictures of Moses and Elijah from thousands of years before. I don't know the answers to those things, but I do know that God is God. And if he wanted Moses and Elijah to be there with Jesus, he caused them to be there. And somehow he caused the disciples to know, or Jesus told them that that's who was there. So let's look at who was there. Elijah first was there. When you look at Elijah and his life, Elijah's life, in one sense, is filled with mountaintop experiences. Elijah the prophet, you see three major mountaintop experiences in his life. Mount Carmel, Mount Horeb, and this Mount of Transfiguration. On Mount Carmel, you might remember, he battled the prophets of Baal, and he won this battle, showing that God is God. He had the mountaintop experience there of a great victory. Then the tiredness of that caused him in confusion to run to Mount Horeb, and at that place, he expresses great discouragement to God. So it wasn't a place of great victory. It was a place where he went and he expressed to God his great discouragement and even depression, and God met him there. You might remember God met him in the still, small voice. Mount Carmel, Mount Oreb, and now the Mount of Transfiguration. This is a place of great worship, of great fellowship. Uh, we could spend all day studying just Elijah and his mountaintop experiences. It's a good study in Scripture to go back and look at the kind of experiences he had. It tells you the kind of experiences you need to have with God from time to time. When was the last time you had a Mount Carmel experience, a sense of God's great victory in your life? No matter how your life is going, you're promised that victory in Jesus for all eternity. Or had a Mount Horeb experience where you were able to sit before God in discouragement and even maybe depression and say, God, I know you're there no matter how I feel. Or a Mount Transfiguration experience, sensing the closeness of God, worshiping God maybe like never before. Elijah was there. Moses was also there. And there's something interesting about Moses being on this mountaintop. 
It is in Israel. They're on this mountaintop. We're not sure what mountain it was. There's a lot of guesses, but we know it was in Israel. You might remember the story of Moses, that God, because of Moses' sin, because he didn't follow God's commands, he was not allowed to go into the promised land. He died on a mountain overlooking the promised land, was not allowed to go in until here and until now. God allows in this moment Moses to be standing on a mountain with Jesus and Elijah and the disciples, the three disciples, in the promised land. It's a reminder to me that even in those times when we think God's promise could never come true in my life, it's impossible. You would think Moses' death would mean this could never happen. God still has a way of showing his grace in unbelievable ways, in powerful ways. And so Moses stands on this mountain in the promised land. Now, Moses and Elijah being there, there were personal experiences for them. And I want to talk about the disciples and Jesus in a moment. But before that, there's also a teaching that's going on here. Why is Elijah there? Why is Moses there? God is using this as an opportunity to teach the disciples. The transfiguration teaches who the teacher is. Jesus is the teacher. It's not Moses who represents the law. It's not Elijah who represents the prophets. It's not Moses representing the law that to look to. Jesus fulfilled the teaching of the law. He tells us this in Matthew 5, 12. He fulfills the teaching of the law by writing it on our hearts by the power of the Spirit. So he turns the law from empty rules into an eternal relationship. And the teacher is not Elijah and the prophets. Jesus fulfilled their teaching also. You can read that in Matthew 5, 17. The prophets preached about judgment, but they ended with a message of hope. And Jesus is the fulfillment of that message of hope. He's the fulfillment of the overall teaching of the prophets, the message of hope. He's also the fulfillment of many of the specific teachings, prophecies of the prophets who looked forward to the Messiah who would come. So Moses and Elijah are there, and they have personal experience, but they're also there to show that it's Jesus that we're to look to. Moses is there. Elijah is there. Also, the disciples are there. Not all of them. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John with him. Now, why Peter, James, and John? We don't know all the reasons, but we do know that God had specific tasks of leadership for them. And Jesus tended to spend time with these three above all others because he knew he needed to invest in their lives, I would suppose, for leadership. We know that they were there, and we see the experience that these three disciples had in two responses. First, Peter's response, let's build three tents, he says. Moses and Elijah and Jesus, and he says, let's just build three tents and we can stay here. Now, all of us can relate to Peter, Peter's that guy who, when he had nothing to say, he went ahead and said it anyway. And he'd already known, he'd already been told that Jesus was going to go to the cross, but he wanted to stay there. Sometimes you just want to stay on the mountaintop. All of us can relate to this feeling that Peter had. If you have have an experience of feeling especially close to the Lord, maybe at a retreat or maybe even just in a personal quiet time, you just want to stay there. But the truth is, we have to come down from the mountaintop. We have to get our lives involved in ministry. That special place of intimacy with God or with others that God's brought into your life, he does it in this world to give you a taste of what heaven's going to be like, but also to prepare you for the ministry that he has for you. Don't try to hold on to it forever. He'll try to live on the mountaintop. You'll try to build three tents. And that's not where God means for us to live. He means for us to live in a place of ministry. So the disciples, one of their responses is, let's build three tents. And then the second response is, they fell on their face in fear. This cloud envelops them. They hear this voice, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And they fell on their faces. And the Bible says very clearly, they were terrified. They weren't worshiping, they were terrified. 
This is one of the deepest spiritual experiences of their lives, and they don't fall to their knees in worship. They fall on their faces in terrified fear. We can't be in God's presence. We're not holy. What's God going to do to us? When you experience the power of God, sometimes it brings terror. Not the fear of the Lord that the Old Testament talks about, a reverential, respectful fear of who God really is, but terror. What will God do to me? The picture of God as being one who punishes, who's gonna strike me with a lightning bolt in this moment. Well, the truth is, Jesus is the one who came to make sure that we know we don't have to be worried about that. We don't have to worry about God's judgment because he's gonna take the judgment for us on the cross. When it comes to this mountaintop experience, we're not supposed to build tents and stay on the mountain, and we're not supposed to want to flee the mountain in terrified fear. We're supposed to focus on Jesus. In fact, that's what we're gonna talk about tomorrow. How do you focus on Jesus? What does this experience teach us about focusing on Jesus? But for today, I wanna take a moment to talk to the Lord about mountaintops in our lives. Would you pray with me? And just in prayer, say, God, thank you for the mountaintop experiences, those times when I feel especially close to you or others, or when it seems like you open up heaven and you show me the vision for what's next. Or Lord, those times when my sense of worship with you is so close, so wonderful. Those times, Lord, when even in discouragement, when I don't know where to turn, when you meet me there and you encourage me, thank you for those times. Lord, forgive me that sometimes I want to live there and stay there. You know why I do. I want to be close to you. But in this moment, I want to thank you for those experiences and how they prepare me to serve you. If I need an experience like that, Lord, help me to go to the mountaintop. If I've had an experience like that, help me to share what you've said to me, the strength you've given me. I pray this in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen.